Hi guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today I have an awesome guest named Dan. He's the owner of the Door Property Management in Ottawa. It's uh, great having you on, Dan. Oh, thank you, thank you, Max, for having me. This is great. Awesome. So, what, why don't we jump right into it, and uh, why don't we start with uh, a little bit about like who you are? Tell the viewers about who you are. Sure. So the quick snippet is uh, I'm born and raised here in Ottawa. Come from very supportive. Uh, parents. I'm the oldest of three kids. I'm a husband, father of two kids, and I've been involved in real estate since 99, both as an investor and the uh, founder of Dory Property Management. So we manage residential rental properties here in Ottawa. So that's the, the, quick, uh, the quick bio. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what got you started into the real estate space, uh, first of all? Yeah, so I think, you know, real estate, uh, it, it may have been a bit in my DNA, to be honest. I, I learned over the years that my great-grandparents owned rental properties in their day. Um, and growing up, I witnessed both sets of grandparents involved in rental property in their own way. And uh, when I was born, our first property where my parents uh, owned, they owned a triplex that we lived in. So it was a lived-in triplex. Um so maybe that set the stage early on that just that may just have been normal, right? So, and you know, and later in my late teens, early twenties, uh, you know, I, I got into reading a few success books, and you know, I really caught on to uh, my favorite one of all times was the, and I'm sure some of you have heard about it, is Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh yeah. And interestingly <laughs> enough, <laughs> interestingly, I learned I, I learned in the uh, you know by going through these, uh, these books and seminars and all that, that, you know, there's, there's millionaires in every industry, but there are more millionaires in the real estate industry. Right. So I figured that would likely give me a better chance of success. So, you know, I got into real estate at the beginning and that the, those are probably the, the initial reasons that, you know, nudged me into real estate to start with. So. Okay. Uh that's pretty yeah. cool. So, uh, so were you always like entrepreneurial or was it like sort of like when you're going through school, did you know you wanted to start your business uh, or did you get onto these books and sort of did that open your mind to like, you know, oh, I can actually start my own business and sort of do my own thing and become very successful running my own company? Yeah, interesting. It's an interesting question. So for me, it was a, uh, it was a process. So as a kid, I, I, I tend to be a fairly shy individual. I don't, that's not, you know, I'm not the type to go out and, you know, be in turn, you know, be around everybody. So I tend to be, uh, you know, what do they call it? In introspective or <laughs> to, to, to a certain degree. So introvert. Yeah. And um, so interestingly enough, you know, um, I went to school, wasn't a fan of school. Um, and I started as a co-op program for a, a retail store in the East end of Ottawa. And, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very, very good friends with the owner to this day. And uh, he always chuckles. He says, you know, Dan, when you started with me, you know, you were so shy, we couldn't even get you to answer the phone. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, you know, as years progress, you read books, you learn. And somebody brought me into, you know, the uh, invited me to, uh, to join the Amway business. I'm not sure if you're aware of what Amway is, but it's multi-level marketing. So it's a very low barrier of entry to, to business. And from there, it just opened my mind to, you know, what, what could, what could be if you wouldn't be so shy. Right. And, uh, so the entrepreneurial spirit started, you know, compounding from there and, um, and, uh, you know, I managed that store for years and then 
you know, at one point, you know, I had, uh, I had rental property, I had a snowplow company, I had a painting company, uh, we were doing staging for furniture, and I had a property management company. So I was doing a lot of different things because oh, at wow, the end so, of the day, yeah. So, oh, I, I, yeah. I actually didn't. I, I love I, working. So for me, I don't shy away from working. So the entrepreneurial spirit was kind of a, uh, it, it kind of, it was a process where, for you know, to put it simply is, it allowed me to have freedom over my time, my effort, my income, you know, whereas, you know, it was tougher to do uh, if you weren't, you know, involved as an entrepreneur in your own business. So, so I just, I, you know, I really gravitated to that. So it was more of a process. I don't know that I knew when I was younger that that's what I, you know, that's the angle I was going to go into, but it, uh, it got built over the years. So, yeah. Yeah. So what I've actually found, which is pretty interesting, I, I've interviewed a few uh, different like uh, business owners and stuff, and I've met like uh, younger business owners and uh, older business owners. And uh, the surprising thing is I, I've met quite a few. They're actually like introverts. They, uh, but they, they run yep. very successful businesses. Um, and a lot of people think like maybe the CEO is like somebody who's, you know, all, you know, like a very extroverted person that's all over the place or anything like that. But it's, it's really interesting to see that there's like these different personality types that are successful in business. So what? Yeah. Uh, so when did you uh, start your property management company? How, how old were you when you started it? Uh, I was uh, probably in my late twenties when I started the management company, uh, and it was interesting, you know, at that point where I knew I need I needed to make a switch into my own business. And uh, for anybody who started the business, uh, mine wasn't any different. It was it was you know, quite chaotic to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't an easy say, uh, yeah, let's start and, you know, and, and all of it's going well and all that. And yeah, it was, it was uh, persistence at its best or craziness, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, so late twenties, I guess when I, when I officially, you know, I don't started, rental property. And, and, and pretty much yeah, did, at you, that did, did you put all your sort of, was that like the one thing you wanted to do? Like uh, you said that before that you had like a few different companies going on and from there just yep. realized that I, you really enjoyed uh, property management and that's where you're going to focus the majority of your time. Yeah. So interestingly, you know, when, when we, when, when I went through that process, I didn't know what, you know, which angle I was going to do. I already knew that I had an interest in real estate and one of my really good friends, James, uh, you know, we you know, at one point, I think it was a New Year's Eve party and he comes up to me, we're talking about business and he says to me, you know, Dan, you should, you should start a property management company. And I'm not sure I fully understood what that meant at the beginning, but, you know, to put it plainly is, you know, he says, you're already in real estate. Uh, you know, you, you, you know what you're doing you're, and, and a lot of people would love to own real estate, but they don't want to deal with the day-to-day -day stuff. So a lot of people hesitate to get even involved in that, in that, space because they see all the negatives and if you came in and provided that service you'd, you'd you'd probably help a lot of people get involved in real estate so and it was interesting i probably thought and, it, and i remember him telling me that i'm like huh, interesting and then i i thought about it for about a day and the next day i'm like you know what that is exactly what i'll do that 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 it falls right into what makes me comfortable because i can just be myself i don't need to be anything else uh, you know, I, I know numbers, I know real estate, uh, I don't mind working and I understand what the owner's looking for and I understand how vital it is to, you know, to track the right tenants and maintain the property 
and you know to do things correctly um so yeah and at one point i had all these businesses running and uh and it just you know over the years it just made sense to to just drop everything else right so drop okay. everything else and uh and focus entirely on property management but but you know i didn't I didn't quit my job and just do that and put all my eggs in well basket because it would probably have been uh, very difficult to do that because it took several years to generate an income that actually made sense, right? So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's understandable. Yeah. So actually, let's dive into actually. So you decided that you wanted to stop, start a property management company. Uh, what was your first year mm-hmm. like actually uh, running the business? Um, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell. And I say it and I say it, you know, tongue in cheek because um, hell meaning that, you know, there is so much effort being put out um, with, with little or no return, just no return. Um, So it was, you know, I remember, you know, going for lunch with my dad one day and, you know, I'm telling him, you know, I spent $600 in fuel this month, meeting people, driving here, driving there, doing this, doing that. And, and the revenue was like 300 or $275, right? Um, and, and, and my dad still reminds me of that day. And I said, yeah, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> right? Um, but, it, but it's, you know, I have, um, not everybody thinks the same way, but for me, I'm the type of person, if I decide this is what I'm going to do, um, I'll, I'll adjust, obviously. I won't, you know, beat my head against the wall. I'll adjust. I'll listen. I'll make decisions, I'll move forward, um, but I will make it happen, right? So it's not, and if you don't have that, that mindset, it's very difficult, I think, to do anything. So, so thankfully for me, you know, and I, I tend to be a fairly frugal individual, so it's not like I was over leveraged on anything. So, you know, I could, I could just focus all my time and really look at, you know, the potential going forward. But, uh, you know, to answer your question about the first few years, yeah, I mean, Interestingly enough, I had hired a full-time um, a girl that worked for me before, uh, before I actually focused in my time completely in it. So it was just interesting. At one point, I'm like, "Wow, I got a full-time person working with me, and I'm not even full-time in this business yet, right?" So wow. So I started so, yeah. shutting the other businesses down to, to 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 and then and then put all all of my focus in it, right? So so yeah, okay. for the first few years, and I think and I think it's 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 probably the same thing for most people, right? Anybody starting a business. Uh, getting involved in real estate, anything of that nature. Um, there's a, you know, I love the, the term, there's a gestation period and um, where you just got to keep plugging away. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause so I, I at the beginning, there's, there's not much uh, it's yeah. It's, it's like you said, you, you're putting a lot of effort in. There's not much reward right at the beginning. Um, but later that'll pay off, you know, and di- it's dividends down in the, down the road. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, Any- that, that, that's uh that's very interesting that um you actually had somebody so so you were working you know you had your you had uh you, you had your other job which was like you know supporting you uh and then you were probably yep. putting money into the business and then you also were able to hire somebody um hire somebody on yeah uh, it was it was interesting yeah because you get to a point where all of a sudden in painting i had contractors doing painting i would just do the selling and then in snow if i could do the snow i would do it if not i hired somebody else to jump in my truck to do it <laughs> <laughs> and and then the staging it was being done i hired you know a, a decorator to come in and so and then i got to a point i'm like okay well, I, you got you got to focus right you got to focus so uh, or else it, it's tough to uh, to make anything you know worthwhile so yeah, yeah. part yeah. of the fun 
<laughs> have you ever uh, have you heard of the book uh, called uh, Shoe Dog? Shoe Dog? Nope. So it's it's a uh, it's a book written by uh, Phil Knight, the the uh, the gentleman who started uh, Nike, uh, the company. Okay. And pretty much yeah, yeah, for yeah, his okay. first five six years actually starting that company, he was working as an accountant, and he was hiring more people, and he had like five six seven. I'm not too sure, but he had quite a few people that were working at the company full time, and he was still working as an accountant just because uh, the company like not like just yet didn't justify a payment for him yet, so he just kept working, and then eventually switched over. Uh, which is pretty much what, what you did. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was because uh, you just never know, right? You just never know, you know, like the first few years of doing this and the first few, actually, I remember the first few months where I got a bit of traction, you know, I got several contracts and then I, I got to a point where every new contract I got for property management, the people had decided to sell their property. So I went oh, through wow. like five, six, seven contracts and then it fell to basically nothing. So all of that effort to, to get the contract to go through that process and then they sell the property, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and I always encourage people, if it's in their best interest to sell, then sell, right? I, I'm, you know, we're here to facilitate the rental property, right? Uh, but if it makes more sense to sell the asset, then sell it, right? So I will never put my, you know, my, uh, my objections in, in, objection, objectives in front of theirs, right? So if it makes more sense to do that, then do it, right? Um, so it was, it was just quite interesting to, uh, <laughs> first few years of being in business. Yeah. Part of the fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. what are, uh, so yeah, in those beginning years, uh, what were sort of three mistakes you made that you learned, uh, like the most from, um, that they probably yeah, weren't very, uh, <laughs> they probably weren't, uh, too, you probably weren't too happy when they happened, but, uh, you, you, uh, did you learn a lot from them or? Yeah, in, it, it's an interesting question, uh, Max, uh, mistakes, because see, for me, um, I tend not to get overly excited or, you know, overly depressed or anything. Like, I, I'm pretty even keel. So it's tough for me to say, you know, mistakes. Sometimes there may be a change in direction. Sometimes you got to adjust, you got to pivot, you got to you say, okay, that, that's not yielding the types of results. I don't have really mistakes that I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never do that again, right? I don't, I don't really have any of those mistakes. Mind you, the, the, you know, some of the things that I, you know, I, I, you know, when you look at it, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. If you, you know, if you look at it going in, um, a few things I probably would have done a bit differently mm -hmm. is I would, you know, my shyness prevented me from, from asking questions to key individuals, right? Key people, people who, who likely would have been able to give me, you know, some, some, some insight into how to do things or, well, don't do that or do this. So I kind of learned it not on my own, but on my own devices. So I, you know, I probably didn't push as hard as I could have. Um, so, but I don't know that I really have, you know, one or two or three mistakes that I'm like, wow, I did this. It crashed. Um, usually sometimes like for me, something won't go and I, okay, well, let's just adjust here or change that or do this, but never something that I can say, yeah, I did that, and my gosh, I never should have done that, right? Yeah. Um, perhaps it's just I, the way I interpret it. I don't, I don't know, because I don't. Maybe it's just the way I interpret. You know, was it a mistake, or it was just a, okay, that didn't work. We'll just readjust. But I don't know yeah. that I really have three mistakes that I said. You know, I made this move and I lost everything, or I, you know, I made this move, and you know, as an entrepreneur and, and owning rental properties, you know, you're dealing with problems all the time. 
So, yeah. you know, if, you know, just before this, I couldn't load my emails and, and before that, uh, the AC stopped working. So I have somebody coming in for AC. And yesterday, while I was doing another one of these videos, uh, uh, my smoke alarm for some reason just kept going. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this is not like this is life. So I don't get overly excited, or so it's tough for me to say there was mistakes that I'm like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, but maybe yeah, I, you know, I, I, maybe I, it was just my cautious nature, you know, preventing me from being exposed to stuff that really. Uh, you know, really made me, made me, made me say, whoa, I shouldn't have done that before. But uh, yeah. yeah, so it's a tough question for me to answer, you know, uh, genuinely, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand. Yeah. And I actually liked how you actually uh, look, look at, uh, look at that. Like, you, you know, you, you don't beat yourself up of, um, you know, like mistakes, because a lot of people uh, I found that I talked to when at the beginning, they would like, it, like, the, it wouldn't really be a mistake. Um, and it would just be like something they learned from or they messed up a bit. And it's not like super devastating or anything to their business. It was just, uh, but like they, they took it in their head that it was like, you know, oh, I made a huge like failure of it. And I sort of like your mentality that, you know, it was like you, you do these pivots, like you run into a problem and you're just like, yeah, we, you know, there's always going to be problems that need to be solved. And you're always going to be pivoting to pretty much overcome those obstacles. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, problems are a sign of life <laughs> and in our business the reality is property management and entrepreneurs as a whole we are in business to solve problems let's not kid ourselves right yeah we're solving problems all the time so you know do we make mistakes perhaps we all make but how do you interpret it and what you do about it is 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 the determining fact right so uh so yeah it's a uh, yeah so it so mistakes perhaps but i yeah i definitely don't beat myself over uh over anything yeah but yet on the other side you know if something really really worked out well i don't tend to overly celebrate either <laughs> so it's just I, i'm pretty even keel like that sometimes we do stuff of like wow that really well like that's awesome for the team now okay what's next <laughs> that's actually really <laughs> like, interesting we're, just to get a key were, were you yeah. always uh were you always like that sort of even keeled uh, growing up or is it sort of from like business like you sort of you don't over celebrate stuff and you don't really um you know you don't really dwell on stuff you just keep moving forward yeah i think I, one of the things i think i learned growing up is that the the, the, the you, you there's nothing to gain by dwelling on anything you just adjust realize that you, you need to move so anytime you spend going through the emotions and all of that is it doesn't serve you like right there's people waiting for you there's business to be had there's there's problems to solve so let's, let's keep moving. Right. So for me, um, yeah, I don't know for me, I guess it, it's just in like, I, I tend my, I, you know, it, it, I, I learned, you know, in the early days of business is that, you know, if you can control your emotions and think instead of react, you can think logically. Yeah, man, you get a lot more done and you don't, you know, you can still sleep at night, do the right thing, you know, always be nice to everybody. If something, you know, if something don't hesitate, if something is not, what you expect it to be don't you know don't don't worry about telling people so people around me know um, I will happily compliment them when they do something wrong uh, something right but if they do something wrong whatever um, they won't I won't scream I won't yell I will never swear but I'll have a discussion like it's yeah. just that's just we have to be open so uh, so I think it's just easier to communicate and not dwell or spend any time or energy on the emotions that come around it. I mean, we're all human to a certain level, obviously, but, um, 
but yeah, so the, 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 the focus is just to say, okay, what's next, right? And I mean, yeah. I, 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 I sit here in my office now and I could probably, you know, list seven, eight, you know, problems I'm going to have to solve today. Um, and if that stressed me, uh, then I shouldn't be doing this, right? So. Yeah, the, the, that is very true. Uh, I, I'm sort of figuring that out about myself. I, I, I get sort of, uh, there'll be problems I have to do and I sort of get over overstressed over it. And I'm like, why am I getting overstressed? It's just, you know, it's a problem. You just need to go solve it, right? So I, I, I really like mm -hmm. your mindset mm -hmm. uh, about that, that you don't get like, you know, you don't get, um, you know, you don't get overstressed by stuff and you don't like, you don't let stuff like sort of hold you back. You just keep going forward. So let Let's actually move yeah. into, uh, so because you've been doing property management for quite a long time, uh, what are five uh, things that you've actually learned about the business uh, that you'd probably want people to know about if they were just getting into, you know, owning a rental property? Oh, you mean for property management? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Sorry, it cut off there, so I, I missed that. Yeah, so you're- Okay, yeah, yeah, so-, so Yeah, okay, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so five, uh, you know, five key things for somebody- sure. um, um, pretty much looking okay. to get into property management. Yeah. So, so uh, the five things for, for, for you know, and, and in my opinion, uh, proper property management of a real estate portfolio is vital to its ongoing success. The day-to-day -day operations are substantially different than the simple ownership of real estate, right? So there are day-to-day -day compounded decisions that need to be made you know, to protect the cash flow, to bring the right people in, to address issues, to maintain the value. So I think, you know, you know, the, a, a management company or somebody with a management, you know, mindset to look after the day-to-day -day operations of, of any real estate portfolio, in my opinion, is vital. Um, and I, you know, number two is, is one of the things I've learned also is that, you know, when we, when we take on management contracts is we get a lot of respect from investors who have done it themselves before because they understand what's involved because a lot of times people come in they don't realize what's involved they think you just buy a property you rent it on kijiji and then you just collect rent and you put money in the bank right um and you know that that may be true perhaps uh but if you're not paying attention to the day-to-day -day, the people living in there and especially with times like today right where you get COVID 19 gosh darn it you want to make sure that you know, your people are, are how, how are the tenants doing, right? Are they struggling, have any issues, trying to prolong the tenancy? So, so from that perspective, we get a lot of investors who come in, lots of respect from that point of, you know, point of view. Um, I think the, you know, another thing about property management is, uh, you know, a, a mistake perhaps is a lot of times that management companies are solely focused on the investors, um, which, which is obviously vital. That's, that's generally the people who hire you but they fail to look after the tenants, right? And, yeah. and they treat the tenants like, like they're second tier. And by golly, the tenants are the clients. <laughs> they're the ones that pay the rent. So you wanna make sure they're happy. You wanna make sure they're served. You wanna make sure they're respected, right? So I see that you know, in property management, a lot of times people, you know, they, they, there's, a, there's a misunderstanding there, right? That we're, obviously we're property managers, but we're, you know, we're, 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 we're there to, you know, take care of, of, of the buildings and represent the owner's interests. But by golly, the tenants typically are the, ten, are, are the clients, right? So it'd be like owning, you know, a, a mall and only worrying about the real estate, but not the tenants that are in there and making sure that their business is running, right? It just, it, it's counterintuitive. So yeah. I think there's a misconception there where the focus lies when it comes to it. 
Um, and then again, you know, we're running the management company for, for, for myself, uh, you know, we, we, we go back on how we used to operate, you know, 20 years ago to today and we laugh, right? Because, you know, if, if like for us, we invest in systems and technology all the time, all the time. Like it's yeah. the never ending, like it's what's next. What, and, and, and for me, I'm always looking at it from a perspective of what can we get technology to do? That, 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 that a human doesn't have to do because there's certain things that technology can never do in our business, right? This is a people business, a relationship business. So computers can, you know, can do accounting, can run, you know, reports, can do a lot of different things, can leverage your time. So how can we make use of technology so that we make sure that the people are actually focusing on the stuff that's vitally important, the relationships, right? So in property management, and I'm sure as, as, as any business, I can't talk for every business, but investing in systems and technology and, you know, always moving the needle, I think is vital. And, uh, and then, you know, and, and for us, I always say we're property management, but the reality is we, we, we understand that we are in the business of relationships. And to me, the only way to succeed is to offer outstanding service consistently, right? And if you, if we screw up, fix it, apologize, move on. Um, so it's vital. So those are, you know, quickly five things, property management, maybe, maybe even more so, you know, business oriented, but those are, uh, you know, some of the five key things that I, uh, that I can run off really quickly. So. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 that's really interesting that, um, yeah, you, you guys are investing a lot into, I, I sort of like your, um, your sort of, uh, your sort of mindset with like how, how you're doing your, the business. It's like, um, you're, you're running the technology and all that sort of stuff and you're investing heavily into technology. Um, and also you're, you know, you're, you're making sure that the people are doing the, the people sort of, you know, the relationships type of work that's really needed, uh, in property management. So, yep. uh, you, you know, you talked a bit, you, you uh, about, uh, a bit about companies and sort of stuff like that. Uh, what, what have you learned about pretty much running your own company as like, you know, you, you've been doing this for, you know, 20 years. Um, how, so what have you learned about, you know, running, running your own company? Uh, has that affected, yep. uh, you know, you know, your previous, um, sort of companies you run, did you take things from that or did you just learn the majority of, uh, what you know now from pretty much the property management company about business? Yeah, I think, uh, I think for me, I'm, I'm, you know, two, you know, a couple of things for, I, I'm an eternal optimist and I, I sense, you know, my, I always say I'm a sponge. I'm always learning something new, right? And sometimes you learn something that doesn't, doesn't appeal to you and you know, okay, I learned this, but this is not for me, right? So I'm a sponge. So running a company, I think I've, I've this was, is an entire learning process and I've got lots to learn still. But, you know, to, to, you know, to answer your question, I think one of the vital things that most of anybody would say running a company is you're looking always to track the right people. It's the highest priority in my view. Um, having the right people in your team pushing in the same direction is, is, is probably the most important thing. Uh, and you, have you ever read the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins? Uh, no, I have not. It... No. So, that, so it, they, he has a saying in there where, you know, they talk about, you know, starting a company or having a company and they talk about a bus, you know, he says, so, you know, you, you have a bus, and you want to bring, you know, the right people on the bus. You want to take the wrong people off the bus. You want to put the right people in the right seats in the bus. And then you want to decide where to take the bus, 
right? As a team. So, and, and you can't do that if you don't have the right people. So, you know, anybody with egos or anything of that nature is counterintuitive. It's counterproductive to, to the business. So you're always trying to get people involved that have the same vision, the same push and the same mindset, right? So I think that that's number one. Um, and, you know, the second thing, and, and we, I've alluded to it, you know, a few minutes ago is um, I think as an owner leader, having, you know, being even keel in everything, um, in my opinion, has served me very well, um, you know, because if somebody is, you know, doesn't want to confront anybody, um, then you let people run right over you. And if you're the type that just blows up because somebody, you know, made a mistake, um, then that doesn't serve you either because nobody wants to work with people like that. Right. So I think that, you know, being even keel as a leader is, is I, in my opinion, is, is vital. Um, you know, another thing I've learned too is, you know, everybody screws up me included. I make mistakes. I did a podcast with, uh, with Bruce Firestone, the, uh, the, you know, the, the founder of the Ottawa Senators a few weeks ago. And I, and I explained to him a mistake that I made and how I reacted. And, uh, and to me, if you screw up, admit it, ask how you can fix it and move on. Right. Like, I mean, the only people who yeah. don't make mistakes are the people who do nothing. Right. So it's very easy to be on the sidelines, do nothing and criticize. But if you're in the trenches doing things, you'll make mistakes. But when you do, admit them. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I screwed up. Okay, how, how do we address this <laughs> and move on? Yeah. Right? So I think in a company, if, if we have that mentality, I think it helps. Um, one of the things that I've, uh, and interestingly enough, I'm always working on uh, is, is to empower your team to make decisions. So for me, uh, at the beginning, I tend to be a bit more of a micromanager. I like to make sure I know a bit of everything, make sure everything's working properly. Uh, but one of the you know things about running a company is if you want to grow, um, the problem is I would see that the growth sometimes would be would, would would be prevented because I became like a linchpin. You know, somebody in our team made a comment about that where Dan's the linchpin on all of these decisions, right? A linchpin meaning that nothing. It's like you're 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 making everything stop because if you're not there to answer that question, nothing moves forward, right? So, uh, you know, one of the things that I've learned as we're, tr as we're like, we're actively scaling our business is to try to remove anybody who's a linchpin, including myself in all the processes. And, um, and, and, you know, and I think that that, that helps to scale everything up. So that's something that I, that I've learned. And, and lastly, I think, you know, you always need to keep looking for ways to grow because you always have the old adage of, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> So yeah. you always have to be seeking ways to grow. You know, it's, it's healthy. It's good for the business, good for morale. It's good for people to see things moving. And to me, running a company, if you're not always, you know, if you get to a point where like, I'm comfortable, I'm, you know, we're just going to hum along, man, that's, that's dangerous in my view, in my view anyways. So those are, you know, maybe the five things on a macro scale that I can say about running, you know, that I've learned from running my own company. So. Yeah, that's awesome and really interesting. I, I like that you, uh, you always, you always got to keep growing. You always got to keep growing. You can never uh, just sort of get to one level and sort of just sit there for a while because somebody else is going to, you know, come over and start, you know, start taking your clients maybe or whatever, right? Because their business is growing uh, or for whatever reasons. Um, but I, 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 that was really interesting. Uh, so did you, have, did you uh, take like a, a business uh, degree at university or anything like that? Or did you actually just learn everything you've learned from literally just hands-on sort of, you know, just going through the process of running a company? 
Yeah. So the, uh, like I said, I, I've, I've learned from everything, right? So I was very, very fortunate. Um, uh, you know, in, in high school, my, my dad had, uh, had suggested, because I, I hated school, right? So I couldn't wait to get out of school. Um, and he suggested, I think it was in 12th grade, where they offered it an accounting course. Um, and interestingly enough, I've always been a C student. Like I just, to me, school, a lot of it was just like, uh, what am I, what am I going to do with this? Right. So I just, that's just, I guess that's my mindset. And, uh, but when I took the accounting course, all of a sudden, a lot of stuff lit up for me. So it's kind of started from learning numbers, right? Cause there's no, there's no gray areas. <laughs> it's, it's white or, or black or white, that there's no gray area with numbers and that, you know, so when I started learning about accounting and how business worked. And I was very fortunate to have, uh, you know, uh, they have those uh, co-op uh, environments where you go in and you work in businesses. And I was, you know, as I, as I indicated earlier, worked in the furniture and appliance store. Uh, I think I started when I was 17 years old as a co-op student. And uh, I was, you know, those were in the years where they started opening retail stores on Sundays because the retail stores weren't open on Sundays then. And uh, they, they wanted somebody to, open and close the store. <laughs> so who better than put the co-op student because nobody else wanted to work on Sundays. Yeah. And um, I started opening and closing the store and then realizing, you know, oh, wow, when there's no management here, you know, it's a free-for-all. And then I tell the owner, hey, do you realize when they come in, you know, this guy comes in late, this one leaves early. And then, and then all of a sudden they realize that, you know, my, my ethics and my morals were in the right spots because I was looking after their interests. In my view, I was opening up the store. I'm, I'm, I'm working for the owner to try to serve the clients. But if the people working for you aren't doing that or doing the right things, you know, I would always question that. And so I got a lot of, of experience working there. But I, I went to college. I, I did, uh, you know, three years as a uh, you know, uh, business admin. Um, but I would say that most of my experience came from, you know, working in the retail store um, and that, you know, at the end, I was managing the store for the owner. Um, you know, Amway business uh, opened me up to other other people how they thought. So I think it's um, you know, and it's an, and I'm I'm still learning today. Like I was on a podcast from you know property managers that you know own ten thousand units this morning and say, huh, how do they think? Right? What's what are they doing? How is this working? And then yeah. listening to, you know, some of the little pivot points that you're like, oh, okay, maybe we should adapt that or maybe we should do this or maybe we should change our service. So I'm, you know, I think I've learned from everything. And I, and I, every morning, it's part of my ritual, every morning, I'll spend a good hour just scouring for what's happening, especially in these weird times of COVID-19 that we're in. Um, you know, it's trying to, because there's a lot of people pivoting. There's a lot of business that, you know, will likely change course completely. You know, some will adapt, some will thrive, some will suffer, and it's terrible. But you're trying to see, like, what are people doing, right? What, what, what can we learn? So I would say that all of those steps have actually, you know, helped me, and it continues to be a daily thing for me. Like every day, I'll, I'll, I'll seek for new ideas, new advice. Like I, and I enjoy it. Like it's, it's, it's I'm not forcing myself to do this. I actually enjoy doing this. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. That, 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 that's very interesting. Oh, awesome. So um, you, you actually touched on it uh, a bit there. So do you have like a morning routine at all uh, for like every single day or sort of what, how, how do you sort of start your day to sort of prime you for, you know, like, like you said in property management, there's always new problems need to be solved. Right. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for me, um, everybody's a bit different, but my, my, uh, generally my morning routine, I'm, a, I'm an early, early, early riser. Like I could be up at, you know, four, four thirty, five o'clock, depending. Um, I've, you know, my son turned 10 years old this year and ever since he's been born, uh, I've never used an alarm clock. So it's just interesting how the body adjusts. Wow. Um, so yeah, I've, like, I, I could have an appointment at six o'clock in the morning and you can bet that I'll be up. I don't even put a, a, there's no alarm clock. So for me, the internal alarm clock is, is usually between four and five. I don't put myself, I don't put a lot of stress on myself for that. Um, generally start off with that, drink a, a big, you know, glass of water. I go into meditation for 20 minutes or so, come in, take about an hour, drink my coffee, uh, you know, and then, and, you know, go and educate myself. And then usually I'll spend, you know, maybe seven thirty ish, eight o'clock. Um, I'll go training, right. I'll go for a run. I'll go for a bike ride. I'm, I'm actually in the process of, uh, training for uh, my first, well, I was actually supposed to do a, a 70.3 Ironman in June. Oh, wow. delayed, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah. So I always like to push the boundaries. So for me, every morning consists of that. And, uh, and as soon as I'm done training, shower, and then boom, for appointments, one after the other. And uh, yeah, and, I, and I, that, I love that. Like, I really, really love that. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I've, I've noticed sort of from talking from other, uh, other businesses and sort of like successful salespeople and other people of that nature that they, a lot of people have a, a, a routine and a lot of people also wake up really early and they'll exercise in the morning. Um, and that sort of like primes them and gets them ready to, you know, go out there and, you know, manage with all those difficulties that business owners uh, have to deal with on a daily basis. So um, yep. moving to, uh, let's say somebody's looking to uh, actually buy their first uh, investment property. What, what would, uh, what, what advice would you have to, uh, for that person? Yeah, it's, so it's interesting. The, um, interestingly enough, um, I'm involved in the private investing club and I'm actually uh, uh, co-authoring a book with Robert Allen. Some, you know, some of you may know Robert Allen is a, is a, is a real estate guru on, you know, the, the no money down type, you know, buying real estate and they offer, you know, the right chapters and books with them to, to help, you know, expand our circle of influence. So I have a book actually coming out where I'll have a chapter written in there and it, and I speak exactly to this, right. To this exact question about, you know, someone looking dust in real estate and, uh, and I'd actually, you know, there's seven steps in that book and to, you know, to give you the really quick lowdown. Um, the first step in my opinion is if you've never done this before, start small, right? Cause if, you know, it'll give you the chance to learn and not, you know, not, uh, you know, I've seen people get involved and then leverage and leverage and leverage and leverage and leverage. And next thing you know, one thing goes wrong and they have to start, you know, fire selling everything. Um, or they get involved and they're so leveraged that anything that goes wrong, um, it, you know, it, it changes their lifestyle. So to me, anybody get involved in real estate, start small, learn, right? You got to learn. Uh, two is, you know, do your own research on rental price. I've, I've seen countless people buy real estate and, uh, uh, you know, they, they, you know, somebody, whoever they bought it for had a lease on the property or, you know, they bought it from this company that said that you could rent it for this amount of money and so on and so forth. And I cringe sometimes when people come in, they buy a property. So damn, you know, we'd love to look at, you know, we'd love for you guys to, to manage it. We're like, wow, how are we going to attract that amount of money? Like the rental market doesn't support that. Right. 
So we, you know, a lot of times what we've done as a company is before anybody bought property, we recommended that, you know, send us, send us a listing. We'll give you an idea of what we think we can attract because we want to set you up for success, right? So if you buy something and you can't generate the income you're thinking of generating, it's problematic. So you got to do your research on rental price. Um, you know, number three, you know, if you're doing it yourself and you need to, you know, change over the tenant, do everything you can in your, in your, you know, power to make the unit show ready. It'd be like, you know, if you would sell your car today, you would probably clean it and make it, you know, we'd put armor all on your tires, probably make it smell good. So you, so you'd sell it. Same thing for your rental property, right? So if you, you know, a lot of times we get people say, you know, they want to rent their property, but they don't want to get them clean. They don't want to get them painted. They don't want to get the carpet shampooed. They, you know, if you know, if 20 year old appliances, they're not willing to replace. So it's tough, right? So you want to make your, your place show ready when you're, when you're doing that. Um, learn how to screen tenants. That's, 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 that's you know, that, that, that could be a whole other hour in of itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> manage firmly uh, with white gloves, right? So, so you don't, you don't want to fight with your tenants, but you have to set, there has to be a line in the sand, right? And, and for us, I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people hire management companies. And, and for us, you know, a lot of times is because people don't want to get the emotions involved. There's nothing worse than owning your own rental property, somebody calling you and having an issue with rent and you being the decision maker, right? And to say, to decide if you're going to tell them, no, I'm going to send you your notice or, okay, well, you know, they got delayed a bit. So, you know, uh, okay, we'll give them a bit of time, right? And next thing you know, you're one, two, three, five, six months in and you still haven't collected a penny, right? So you got to manage firmly. Uh, and we obviously, as a management company, we, we, we have systems to, to minimize or to mitigate any, any lost income. So we, we, we always put that in place. Um, and the other, you know, number six for me is, is don't over leverage. And I alluded to it before, don't over leverage, right? So make sure you start small, don't over leverage. Cause sometimes, you know, you can start small, but you're still over leveraged and that could still be a problem. So learn you know, what's comfortable. If, you know, if the rent's not getting paid or you get a, a major expense, you know, I think the rule of thumb for most people is, you know, keep three months of, of rent in a bank account in the event that you, you know, that you, something goes wrong. And if you're in real estate for long enough, it will go wrong at some point. So you'll have to have, you know, the comfort level to deal with the issue. Um, and, and I think for me, the all encompassing thing is, you know, we, we, we do the right thing always. Right. So, if somebody is, you know, I've learned in, in, in running business and, and having property is we all live in the same physical world, but our life experience is very different, right? So somebody can go, you know, go through some certain steps as a, as a tenant or a landlord. And, you know, there needs to be a level of empathy in, in, in how things work, notwithstanding the fact that business still needs to be taken care of, right? So for me, I like to say, you know, we always want to do the right thing, always. Um, and, and, you know, follow your gut in many cases uh, on making things happen. So I think real estate, it's not as cut and dry as just buying a property and just putting money in your account. Um, and if that's the, if, if that's what you think it is, then, you know, you, you need to do a bit more research on it for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's actually yeah. some, uh, the, that's actually some great advice you just uh, gave uh, Dan. Thank you for that. Um, so yep. we're actually, we're coming to the end here. Um, so yep. What are, uh, so I've just actually got one, one last question. Uh, so what, is there anything, uh, so is there any like future plans with your company or any new projects that you guys are doing that you want to talk about mm. um, or anything interesting that's 
happening. Sure. I, I know that sort of the pandemic, everything's sort of like slowed down and sort of a lot of things have shut down um, because of it. But yep. they're starting to, you know, um, you know, where I, I believe we're in stage one. So it's starting to come back. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think the um, uh, even with the pandemic, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I had something buzz in my ear. Um, with the pandemic for me, uh, you know, one of the things that I've done is right from the get-go, everybody had to work from home is we, you know, I essentially told the team, we will not use COVID-19 as an excuse for anything. We will do what we have to do to serve people and keep moving, right? Keep moving. Let's adapt. Let's push. Let's, let's, let's not let this hinder us. We are in control of this, right? Of how we, we, we're not in control of it, but we're in control of how we react to it is what I'm getting to, right? Yeah. So, and as I indicated a bit earlier, right? Uh, I'm a big believer that if you aren't growing, you're slowly dying, right? So, so I, me personally, I like, I mean, as a company, I've recently invested in, in, a, in a whole new management team in the last few months. Um, you know, I have, a, a, you know, somebody that's focused now on business development. Um, I have a new operations manager that started in the fall. Um, I hired a finance and legal affairs manager and a, and a sales and marketing manager all in the last year or so. And the reason why, you know, we're doing this is we, we want to see how far we can take this, right? You get the right people in, all focus in the right direction. Um, and let's see where we can take it. So all with the mindset of growing, right? And I've set a target for, for us, you know, to serve twice as many people in the next 24 months, uh, five times in the next four years. And let's aim to be, you know, 10 times bigger in the next seven years. So it's, it, these are very lofty goals and uh, we will do everything in our power to make that happen. And in the midst of this, you know, I'm upgrading our communication tools. Uh, we have new portals, you know, being provisioned right now where, you know, tenants and landlords will be able to interact directly into our software as opposed to email or phone. We have a new CRM that's being implemented that started the implementation actually started last week. And me personally, I'm, I've, I've, I've slightly pivoted, as I mentioned before, right? You're always looking for, you know, what, what you do. I'm slightly pivoting to seek investors to purchase real estate with, right? So, you know, to put it bluntly, I'm looking for people who have, who have funds, see advantages of the real estate, you know, of being involved in real estate, and they recognize the value of having somebody like me in, in, the, in the investor pool for the real estate. So I'm putting a lot of effort into that. Um, and that's new for me. It started in the last few months. Um, I already have a partnership agreement on, we have a development starting, uh, hopefully uh, it's actually within the city now. Uh, and we have two others that we're working on. Um, so we're, you know, I think it's, 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 and, and it's just to, 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 maybe not to, you know, to, to, to put it lightly, but for me, this is fun. Like this, this is a lot of fun to see where we can take this. And I think if you can have fun every day amidst everything that's happening, um, I think you you know life is a lot more fun. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun for <laughs> for people around you and yourself. Right? Yeah. So it's a matter of oh, always you're pushing the needle, and all these things you know they scare me, obviously. But but that's why I have to do it. Like like doing the Ironman, doing all that stuff. This is not comfortable stuff for me. That's the reason why I have to do it. So yeah, yeah pushing the boundaries. I I, I, uh, I actually like that a lot. That uh, yeah, your business is exploding. And, uh, you know, you, like, like you just said, like a lot of people think like, oh, like, oh, this is like all comfortable and stuff like, uh, you know, oh, Dan's probably used to doing this by now, but you know, every new step that you take, it's, you know, it's uncomfortable, but like you said, you, you have to do it. 
Um, that's awesome. So where can uh, people yep. actually find out more about you and uh, your company? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn under uh, Dory Property Management or Dan Dory, Dory D-O-R-E. Um, and you'll, you can also see our, our management uh, website, uh, Dory Rentals with an S. So Dory, D-O-R-E, rentals with an S.com. And uh, so those are probably the easiest way to, uh, to reach out. And uh, if any listener has any questions, whatever, they can most certainly can reach out. All right. Awesome. The, yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's uh, been a pleasure uh, talking with you and uh, getting all that great advice that you uh, gave. Um, I look forward Good. to uh, maybe having you back on the show in, in the future. Uh, you know, uh, to see like where you've gone and sort of uh, the new adventure that you were talking about going into uh, pretty much investments and properties and uh, um, you know doing development and other things. So th- thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, that that'd be great. It will. It will. It will. Uh... I'll have somebody to, to report to. <laughs> I'm probably my, my, my worst critic anyway, so I don't need anybody to, to push me. I'll push myself, but uh, just, you know, just to be tongue in cheek. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That was great, Max. I appreciate that. Awesome.